0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, Lord. On the first day of the week, Mary of Magdala came to the tomb early in the morning while it was still dark and saw the stone removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and told them, They have taken the Lord from the tomb and we do not know where they put him. So Peter and the other disciple went out and came to the tomb. They both ran, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and arrived at the tomb first. He bent down and saw the burial cloths there, but did not go in. When Simon Peter arrived after him, he went into the tomb and saw the burial cloths there and the cloth that had covered his head, not with the burial cloths, but rolled up in a separate place. Then the other disciple also went in, the one who arrived at the tomb first, and he saw and believed, for they did not yet understand the scripture that he had to rise from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise As we come to the beginning of this Easter season, we rejoice because of so many wonderful celebrations that are coming forth in the days to come. We know that indeed next Sunday we'll celebrate Divine Mercy Sunday. We have soon a Good Shepherd Sunday. Celebrations such as First Holy Communion and Confirmation for adults coming soon as well. But even more than just the earthly celebrations, we have the gift of Christ our Lord. Gift of Jesus, who has conquered sin and conquered death. He's been raised up. Despite all things that the world understands, he comes back from the dead. Even the disciples struggle in this recognition. In the gospel we hear of how Mary Magdalene, when she comes to the grave, she doesn't immediately say he's been raised, but rather they took his body a sign of confusion. And she runs off to Peter and to John, the other disciple unnamed in the gospel today, and tells them, and they too run, and they struggle to understand. They too believe the word that someone has simply stolen the body. But when John enters, it says, he saw and he believed. It was only then that he began to believe. Indeed, for every single one of us, the good news that Jesus has risen from the dead is good news. But until we encounter Christ, there can still be that sense of questioning, of doubt, a sense in which maybe we wonder, was his body really just taken? Rather than to rejoice in the first instance, knowing the truth that Christ has been raised, just as he said. This Easter season is an invitation for us to encounter Jesus Christ anew, to encounter him again if we've met him before or maybe for the first time. And when we encounter Jesus, we have joy. The word gospel means good news, literally. Literally. So by its own phrasing, when we say the gospel of the Lord, Lord, we say the good news. And indeed, what better news can there be than that Christ has conquered death? Because what is the one thing that most of us fear the most in this world? The death. We fear the things of the next life. Because we focus so often and so frequently on the things that are here, because they're comfortable, they're sensible. The things around us that we can touch, taste, see, and hear. But St. Paul reminds us not to look and to be set on the things of this world, but to look there, to look to heaven. Because in heaven is our consolation and our peace. Heaven is our home. We're but strangers and sojourners here in this land. We're wanderers looking for a place to stay. And it's Christ who calls us and tells us to come home. To come and to rest in Him while we are in this world so that we might be able to rest with Him in eternity in the world that is to come. This is the good news. That Christ has conquered all things that are sources of pain, sources of division, sources of confusion and death itself. Every sin has been defeated by Christ. Every addiction has been defeated by Christ. Every suffering and cause of confusion in this world has been defeated by Christ. The struggles that we experience in family life, defeated by Christ. The struggles in the workplace or in school, defeated by Christ. Christ. The struggle of sorrow after losing a loved one, defeated by Christ. All of these things, and Christ is victorious. This is the source of our hope, this is the source of our joy. It's the good news, it's the gospel message, it's the only thing we need to know, it's the only thing we need to hear. Because if we allow the Easter message to really penetrate into the depths of our heart, it changes things it changes. Pope Francis one of the first documents he released was a document called The Joy of the Gospel. And in it he said he re- invited every single one of us to a renewed encounter with Jesus Christ. Because in Christ we find joy. If we have joy, we know Jesus Christ. But if there's something that that ache within us that is missing something, that longing within us that longs for something that we can't define, even though we might find so many things in the world to try to fulfill it, the itch is Christ. The longing is our Lord. And he bids us come. Especially on this Easter Sunday, this time when so many graces are poured out forth upon the world. He invites us to come he's the good shepherd who never gives up on us though we may wander for so many days our Lord continues to seek us out and when he finds us he calls us to himself our Lord Jesus loves us deeply every single one of us not just as a group but individually every single one of you by name and me as well He has died and he is raised for you. What a grace. Indeed, good news. Often during the Lenten season, we give up something to be able to unite ourselves to Jesus a little bit more during his passion and his sufferings. We'll often give up things that bring us much pleasure, such as cokes or candies or cakes and these kinds of things. And it's good and holy because in offering those things off and suffering a bit, we come to know a small taste of the suffering that Jesus did for love of us. But the thing is that no farmer among us would plant seeds in the ground and expect nothing to come up, huh? Any farmers go out and till the soil and do all the, do all the groundwork, plant everything, and then wait for the, wait for the dirt to, to sit there and look brown for a season? No. <laughs> Rather, we plant the seed that something might be able to grow forth and that fruits might be born from it. Fruits that would nourish us and nourish others. And so, too, the Lord God invites us to bear fruit. Through the course of the Lenten season, through the course of our whole life, we plant seeds. We give little gifts to our Lord. A small offering here, a small sacrifice there, an extra prayer raised up from time to time. Each of them little seeds planted in the the soil of our soul. And in this time, the Lord comes with the blessed water. The water which we blessed in this Mass to be able to come and to bring new life. So many of you, as you were coming in, you were dipping your hand in the holy water font and recognizing, Ain't nothing there. And it's because soon the Lord will bestow that water. Soon that water will be poured forth upon us. It will be sprinkled upon us as we renew our promises to follow Jesus Christ and to seek his will. And then that water will be poured out into the fonts. that as we go forth from here, we might be able to dip our fingers and find that water, to find that life. And as we receive that water, may it also be able to bring us spiritual life. I'd like to invite each of you who have taken up and and given up something for the Lenten season, a negative sort of approach, not in a bad way, just a negative taking away things. I would invite you for the Easter season to be able to take a positive approach and to do something in addition. An extra prayer. More time in prayer. To make an... A strong intention every single day to be able to serve others in an act of charity. To renew your commitment to Jesus Christ and to following Him in the course of each day. Because if we continue to place ourselves in the presence of Christ, if we continue to let Him increase the, 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 the fruitfulness of our soul, we have all joy. All joy. Benedict, when he was addressing the crowds at one of the World Youth Day events, he was addressing uh, crowds of, of youth, of teenagers and 20-year-olds, and he looked at it upon them, and he said, often the world will tell you that when you follow Jesus, you have to give up so many things. You have to give up this and this and this. And he says, when you come to serve Christ Jesus, you lose nothing. Nothing, absolutely nothing. Three times he said it. We lose absolutely nothing. But we gain everything. We gain heaven. We gain eternal joy. And in this life, we gain peace.